another edition of the Euphoric Collective Podcast, a podcast that covers all the new and exciting developments within the music department and around the university. My name is Destin Pfeiffer. On this episode, we'll be joined by Michael Herdlich, Dean of Students here at Tiffin University. Welcome back to another edition of the Euphoric Collective Podcast. My name is Destin Pfeiffer here, sitting with Dean Michael Herdlich of Tiffin University. How's it going, Dean? Justin, it's great to see you. I'm doing great today. No problem. So thanks for having me. Um, first of all, welcome to the Euphoric Collective. Um, it's just like a, a podcast that we do here in the music department that we like to use to um, talk about the great things and developments that are happening here at Tiffin University. Oh, this is awesome. It's great to be here with you guys and in this magnificent sound system and a room. And it's just uh, going to be a fun time here. So I am at your disposal Destined, so let's go. So we've been spotlighting um, a few um, people here on our campus. Last semester, we got to talk to President Schumacher. This semester, we're talking to you. Um, and I'd like to start off by just asking, what made you come to Tiffany University, or how did you come here? Well, it's a good question. I started here almost 20 years ago. I was working in industry because my background is a mathematician and chemist. So I was working at a commercial environmental laboratory, and I began to teach on the side just to supplement income in the math department. And it was a great experience for me because I always loved being in the classroom and enjoyed that so much. And I did that at a number of schools for about six, seven years. And then the chair of the department had contacted me and said, hey, we're going to have some uh, full-time positions opening up. We'd love for you to interview. So this was about 13 years ago that that happened, and I was fortunate enough to, to be selected for the position. So I started off as a full-time faculty member, and <clears throat> it was great. My kids were young, and my wife at the time was, was able to go back to school, and she was able to start pursuing her degrees. And so uh, the, my children, Mandy and Sawyer, basically grew up here as I continued down the road teaching. And then... You know, just like any small university, you, you kind of become a Swiss Army knife person and you wear many different hats. And some very, very good people saw some some things in my character and what I might be able to do to help the university. So uh, I took on some other roles as the director of institutional research. I was the NCAA faculty rep for a while. And then almost 10 years ago, started as the dean of students. And it's been my pride and joy to serve the university and to be with all you wonderful students. And Dustin, you and I have done a lot of events together, seeing each other in many social settings. And for me, it's immersing yourself in the life of students. And nothing could be more important or valuable um, for for our kids and for our university. And I'm privileged and honored to do that. Um, you were talking about how you know you came to this university, and it was kind of like a great time for you personally. And you talked about like how it even affected your family life at the time. And that's one of the things that I personally like about Tiffin is how we always drive the um, idea that we're all family oriented and that, you know, we as a campus are like a dragon family. And you mentioned how your son Sawyer, I think I, I've even had, I've had classes with him before too. Um, do you, how, like, what's your take on the whole dragon family? What does that mean to you? 
Well, <laughs> he's a rascal, no doubt about that. And so I appreciate you putting up with him. So, um, you know, I was looking through some pictures the other day and I would see my kids here at the different events on campus, whether it was athletic or the Easter egg hunts or the Halloween parades. And to see them be able to grow up on a university setting as a family, it's been tremendous for them. And that's given them such a head start in life, Destin. So my daughter right now, she's at Capital University, a nursing major, pitcher for the softball team. And she was able to take a number of classes here at the university through the high school program um, and also get involved with uh, athletic camps. Uh, we did a lot on the performing arts side, too, with small groups. They, they did some acapella groups, um, both of my children when they were growing up. And now she's 20 years old and living her life down in Columbus and doing an outstanding job. My son Sawyer is going to graduate this year from high school, and he is also a CCP student. And he'll finish up here. He takes all his classes here at the university, both online and in person. And he's, he's there with us doing everything from calling bingo to uh, oh, different athletic events. Um, you've seen him all the time on campus. He's like a regular college student. So for him then to continue his college career down at Otterbein, I, I feel that we've given him the tools and, and the cloak of armor necessary that he could go down there and make a positive difference. But it is very family-oriented. And I know some people don't like that. I won't apologize for that because I think it sets us apart. If you're willing to take that leap of faith, just like you've done, just like so many of your friends, I know we're not the end-all, be-all place for everyone. And that's what's great about college. You, you find the right fit for you. But if you give us a chance and you take that leap of faith, like I mentioned, and dive into things, and you can do great things here. And the, the sky's the limit, both academically, athletically, but also with the performing arts and, and Greek life or engagement opportunities. Your internship opportunities here at the school are priceless. So I credit you and I credit all the students who are building this place and making it top notch. So if I was a, a parent of a student that was graduating high school right now and Tiffin was on my list or at my child's list of possible colleges. What would you say to that student that might be on the fence or like maybe to get them to maybe at least consider looking more into Tiffin? Well, I believe in an honest discussion and being very vulnerable and explaining the options to the kids and to the parents, because at the end of the day, it's their money, it's their child's money, and it's how they see themselves being at an institution. I always tell them, make sure it's a right fit. Make sure you could see yourself on a Sunday afternoon when you don't have family around and uh, mom and dad aren't cooking and you don't have that family time maybe. Are you okay? Can you see yourself with your friends and having that alone time and being able to study and motivate yourself? Being in a different city, a smaller town or a bigger town, just depending where you come from, so I think an overnight stay is good, especially once we come out of some of the COVID protocols and multiple visits to a campus to see what a campus looks like. It's good to see all that encompasses a college and university. And I always tell you know, kids that are thinking about looking at Tiffin University, you want a school that is constantly building and changing. So 
It's a good thing when you see construction on campus. That means we're spending money. It's a good thing when you see patrols out. It's a good thing when you see people who are vibrant and outside. We're not stagnant and we're not static, and um, that's what it's all about. The, the students breathe the life and energy and fire into the university, so you just have to look and see if it's a right fit for you. Can you afford it financially? It's a huge quantum leap. It's it's one of the bucket list items that uh, you're going to do financially in your whole life, other than possibly getting married, buying a home. Um, your college experience is a lifelong commitment. So you want to choose as best you can, and you want to surround yourself with the people that you trust to do that. So, And I think we do a very good job at selling our institution. Um, we're very transparent. What you see is what you get. Um, I don't mind, you know, talking about the challenges that we have because I think that's a good thing. Um, you you want to make this better than when you came. And if you have that goal in mind and you're willing to work hard and, you, you know, roll up your sleeves and get it done, this might be a really good selection for you. So, and I know you have your own story of why you came here. So you want to, you want to share with me oh. kind of why you did that? <laughs> it's not often that I get asked questions. Yeah. I'll throw um, it back on you. So. <laughs> I came here. I actually transferred to Tiffin. Um, I transferred after a few years in community college. I'm from Lansing, Michigan originally. I did a few years of community college, and um, actually Tiffin was actually on my list of colleges when I was in high school. Um, so once I graduated high school, I kind of did the more preferred route for my own like personal standings. I did a few years at community college, and then I thought about transferring to a university. So um the thing that made Tiffin stand out to me is how personable it was. Like I didn't get that with a lot of other universities that I was considering at the time. Um, it was actually the music department that reached out to me and not the other way around. Cause usually, you know, the students reaching out to professors or advisors or coaches, depending on what you want to do. Well here at Tiffin, um, the music department reached out to me. And so I kind of thought, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like I don't have to go to them. They're actually, you know, found, they'll find out my email and, they're contacting me. So when I was making that decision on where I wanted to transfer to, Tiffin had like stayed in my mind that entire time. So when it came down to making the decision, I guess it was kind of made for me just because I always had Tiffin in the back of my mind. So that makes me feel good because it was very personal. And we are aggressive when, when we look and, and fight hard for our kids because, uh, again, it, this place is not for everybody. And, and and I'll be the first one to tell certain students that, that we have a superb criminal justice program, which is highly rated in the nation. And with that comes a lot of responsibility for top secret clearances and those types of careers. You got to keep your nose clean. And, you know, you have got to be a cut above with a lot of that. Um, School of Business, our, our, our institution was founded on that. So we have a high profile there. Um, with numerous Fortune 100 and 500 companies. And then our School of Arts and Sciences, which you're a part of here, we keep building. Um, we have a new STEAM building going up, which will encompass the science, technology, engineering, the arts, and mathematics. And this beautiful place that we're at here, Dustin, in Nepal, you don't find this on many campuses, um, let alone a, a smaller Division II one. So we are robust. We do not rest on our good laurels we keep moving forward and we have a lot of fun um for me 
you want to enjoy your college experience because you're going to work a long, long time. And you want to be able to look back on these memories and say, oh, it was great, Dean Hurley and I, we got to go to Chick-fil-A one day, or, hey, we sat there for an hour and did a fun podcast, or, um, hey, we're, we're just going to go grab an Indians game or go watch the Blue Jackets. Those are the things that you can do at a small school and get to know people. So I'm proud of you. I'm glad Thank it's you. worked out for you, sir. I really like the fact that you brought up um, <clears throat> going out with students. That's something that you actually do. And I've, you know, seen pictures and things like that. And I've even been on trips with you. Um, how do you, how does that make you feel as being a faculty member, getting to take those students that, you know, like you were mentioning, family isn't around on a Sunday or like on the weekends. And so you find things to do and you actually take students out to games and things like that to have fun. It's the best feeling in the world because um, I always go back to what my role should be and what that seat should be as the dean. Um, I work for you guys. You, you know, I'm kind of the extension of your moms and dads and grandparents, aunts and uncles when they can't be here. So I've always, for my 10 years doing this, I've always lived by to immerse myself in the life of the students. And when I see my son and daughter, Maddie and Sawyer, I would hope that someone would do that for them when they're at college. And sometimes it's just a simple, hey, do you want to grab lunch? Um, can I take you to grab a Dunkin'? Um, it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be sincere time spent. And I just want people to know I'm a regular guy. I have problems and challenges. I'm very vulnerable. And, and I think if you do that and you showcase that and people see you in that light, People will tend to to just be a little more understanding and a little more kind with each other, and we'll have a lot of fun. And there are difficult times, don't get me wrong. I mean, yes, there are times when I have to be the hammer somewhat, and there are difficult situations that we have to deal with. But I think if you get to know me on a personal level and I get to know you, then that breaks down a lot of barriers and a lot of walls. So, But um, I love what I do. I enjoy being with you guys. And uh, we just took a small group of students this past weekend. We went up to the Cleveland West Side Market, did a little shopping, you know, trolled around Cleveland a little bit there. And the one individual had really never spent any time there. So that was something good for her. And it was something good for me, too, because it gave us the chance to bond a little bit. And she could ask me questions. And um, I could learn a little bit more about her, just like uh, – I always learn something new about you every time I see you, it seems like. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So. so you've been here for a little while now, and you've seen this campus grow and develop. And yes. we were talking you know, before about how it's still developing today even. What have been some of your favorite things that you've seen from the years that you've been here? Oh, the list is long <laughs> and dangerous, Dustin. It really is. Um, I think some of the, the, the best experiences that, that I've been able to have are associated with our student organizations and the fact that they believe in servant leadership, community work. And a good example of that is the drag night that we sponsor every year. Now that's a showcase item there where we actually donate money to different shelters and to different causes and challenges 
that's sponsored by a wide variety of different student organizations, including, um, I believe, Pride, I believe some of the Greeks. But that's what it's all about. You get together and for a small little community in Tiffin to do something like that, I think speaks volumes of us being inclusive and diverse and accepting. And that's really what it's all about. I am a five-time champion. I will not take a back seat to anyone <laughs> with this, Destin. You know. So um, I learn a lot when people put on my makeup and I get a wig <laughs> because I'm bald. And so I struggle. So when I have that hair on and I got my high heels and I'm raising money for charity, I'm very, very proud to be out there and, and to help our community. So that's one big event. Um, of course, when we do the pro sports and some of the movies and we're able to get out and uh, go to, to, oh, the different theaters and the different restaurants, those are, those are bucket list memories for me too. When you could sit there and experience a ball game with someone who has never been to a big city or never had the opportunity to go to a football game or a baseball game and to see that through their eyes, it makes you really humbled. It makes you think about how lucky we are. And my son and daughter have both been able to experience that. And I hope that carries over to them. And then one other thing I should highlight for you too is for three years now, we've been able to operate a hurricane relief trip. Uh, once to Houston and then two other times to the Carolinas and to Georgia. And these kids, including my son and daughter, they would give up their um, fall weekend. They would give up their Thanksgiving holiday and go with me to food shelters, go with me to spread some good cheer, uh, to donate money to schools uh, that were impacted by the terrible weather events and the hurricanes. And there's nothing better than giving that back. And I think that just showcases what we are all about, um, especially with you guys and, and your youth. You understand that servant leadership role, and it's so important right now. The world is just starving for, for people to be kind and compassionate, and there's just not enough of it out there. So that will always be a highlight for me. And Hopefully we're going to be able to do another one here to the mountains of Tennessee with our good friend Wayne Christ, who is a legend here, and he has some connections, and we're hoping to, to, to make some contacts with the food pantries there and to help serve those who are a little less fortunate right now and going through some tough times, Destin. I remember last year you came with uh, my fraternity, and we actually went to the Ronald McDonald House and helped out there. That was great. Do you remember the big can of nacho cheese that we tried to open? It weighed like 10 pounds. We didn't do so hot there, but, um, oh, just to be able to be in there and cook some food. And for those families who don't even know what day or time it is because they're suffering terribly with a loved one, um, it just gives them a little bit of relief and something that they don't have to think about and we're able to provide for them and cook a nice meal and have a great bonding experience. Nothing better. Nothing better. Now, I'm not, you know, making jokes, but seeing you dance to Beyonce a few years ago was quite the spectacle to see. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to tout a lot of my yeah. skills, but I could move. For a big man, 6'4", 260, 
you know, I've dressed up uh, for Drag Night as Katy Perry and Beyonce. You, you know, um, I can handle it. I'll be okay. Probably my crowning achievement was doing a little Britney Spears, not once but twice. So, um, but again, th- th- that's meant to raise awareness because I think if the kids see me in that type of role and they see that I'm comfortable with that and I'm raising money, then I need you all to buy in and understand the bigger picture here. And that's part of growing up and just being comfortable with yourself too. But I tell you, the heels are <laughs> tough on a big guy. I won't kid you, Dustin, but we get it done. Make we it have look a lot easy, of fun Dean. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so with this current time that we're in right now, we're still in the pandemic times. Um, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel if that helps any. But how has your experience been with campus and your reaction to how we've been dealing with all of this during this time? Well, it's been a year now since it really started to all unfold. And it gives me a little pause to think through things. And when I reflect back on what we did, I'm so proud of our institution because it was middle of May last year, 2020, And when it started to happen on the college campuses, most of the schools sent their kids home. You pack your bags and you leave. And to me, that was disgraceful. You are here under our protection, and you are here paying very, very hard-earned money for that experience. But more importantly, we're responsible to do our best to take care of you. And I was very proud of the fact that we made nobody go home in March and April. We had about 125 students that could not go home. They were stuck here because their borders were closed. It wasn't safe to go home because of parents who were ill. And I'll be darned, we're not kicking people out. And we did not do that. And the president and the cabinet, they backed us and we made a plan. We refocused our dining hall, what we needed to do, and we pivoted very hard. And, of course, if students wanted to go home, they could. So we made our learning environment as robust as we could online to try and do that. Of course, most things got canceled, but these kids still needed a place to live, Dustin. And so we made that work. And that continued on through the summer. And then we came up with a game plan with our amazing task force, which – As far as I'm concerned, I'll put that group up against anybody, any other task force in the nation that did the job that we did for scenario planning, and we worked tirelessly to make sure we dotted all our I's and crossed our T's. So when we started back in August, we got hit hard, and we stayed true. We stayed to our plan. We were not going to fail. We were not going to let that happen. And we came out of it. We had protocols in place. We had a housing designed for COVID situations. We knew what to do, and we stuck to our plan, even though it was tough, and we asked everyone to buy in, and we made it through the fall semester. Again, we didn't have to send anybody home, and we were able to do a lot of things engaged-wise, like virtual bingos and trivia nights, and we could still do some in-person events as long as we did it smart. So when we came to the uh, winter break here, we felt we were in a good place. And when we came back, we weren't sure what it was going to be like, but the task force was ready. The president was ready. 
And I've got to say, with everything that we've put into effect, and of course, uh, with some people getting vaccinated, some people having the COVID before, our numbers have been staggeringly low. And we're far from normal right now. We still have all our protocols in place. But the light at the end of the tunnel is definitely big and glaring. And we're going to make it. And we've got about six weeks left here at school. Our cases are extremely low. We're mitigating everything that we have to do. And we are not going to fail. We're doing a great job. And I give so much of the credit to the student body for listening and understanding the bigger picture. So if you come onto our campus, my kids are here. Um, I'm here all the time. It is a very safe place. And we have tours that go on. We have athletic events that are happening. We have performing arts series that are happening here too. So, And I'm just so darn proud of everybody. And I'm sure we could all write our own book about this after the hell everybody's been through. And for some, it's been far worse than others. And we've all been impacted with tragedies. But as a university, it's made us stronger. And I really feel there's nothing we can't do moving forward. And we're going to be okay. How about you? Uh, how have you done through all this? Um, I've done my best. Um, I've, you know, getting used to the hybrid system at the beginning of the year took a little bit of time. But once you keep things rolling and once, you know, get used to it, there's nothing to it. And then coming back after um, winter break, having to do the quarantine till the fully online for two weeks that we did. Um, that one, you know, it takes a little bit to get used to again because you're coming back and then you're on campus, but you're not actually going to classes once a week that you're fully online. And then you get the email that says, okay, your classes are going to be this day or it's hybrid, or there are some classes that have do they do twice a week now, which um, I don't have any of those right now, but it's, it's all a learning experience. And it's something that, like you said, like years from now, we'll be looking back at it and yeah, we can write books about it. Yeah. I'm just very, very proud of all of us. It's, it's not what we want. Of course, you know, we're not back to square one and I think we're just ready to bust the seams out once um, the restrictions are lifted, but everyone's being very patient and rightfully so. We understand that it's impacted a lot of the mental health of, of everybody, including me. There are days it's just, wow, I struggle. Um, but we fight through it and we fight with each other. And, and that's what's gratifying, reassuring about being at a smaller school that, hey, you can come talk to me, Dustin, and I can find you and I can see Wayne and, and all of our other staff members. It's, it's important that we keep that communication going because at the end of the day, um, We've, we've got to be kind and supportive to each other and we're going to rise above it and we're going to be okay. And so um, onward and upward, sir. So in making preparations for next year, what are some of the protocols or things that we know as of now? Well, things are certainly looking better. Um, the third vaccine has been approved and that could be a game changer here. So obviously, we're cautiously optimistic. We're following the protocols from the governor's office, from the Seneca County Health Department, and our own protocols, which are very vigilant. So we're going to get through this semester kind of as is, hoping like heck to have an in-person commencement. That's our plan. 
and that's exciting. And then it's going to be interesting during the summer what all we're going to be able to do. I think that'll be a pause of a time for us to really take a look at things, see where we're at, see what our caseload is, see what we can handle. And by that time, there could be a lot more happening in the nation, and especially with the kids coming to Tiffin University. There's a chance that just about everyone will be inoculated, and we're going to be over a big, big mountain. But I think we're still going to have protocols in place for the fall. Um, We didn't change too, too much when it came to our residential planning. We still had everyone in the res halls and the houses and the apartments. We did modify quite a bit of the classrooms and also the dining hall. So I think you still might see some of those things put into place. But I think it's our intention to hopefully get back to as normal as possible, Dustin. Have fans in the stands, be able to go outside, and and just have the comfort level that, gosh, I'm not on edge all the time, and um, if I don't do the right thing, am I going to get in trouble? You know, wearing mask and and social distancing. Um, those days are definitely down the road, but we're sure hoping for somewhat of a return to normalcy here, and it's going to be exciting, my friend. It really is. And right now, I think it's important people should still be excited with where they are. You know, live in the moment. Enjoy what you're doing. It's different. I get it. But you have to find other ways to overcome it. And there's different things that you can do. I've talked to a lot of people who have become more spiritual throughout this process. Those who have gotten closer to family members and to friends. Um, Those who have been able to spend more time with loved ones even if it's not face-to-face, but talking to people and listening to people. Um, There's nothing better than that. And and just what you and I are doing here today, I'm grateful and I'm very appreciative of you asking me because it gives us a chance to pause and think about what we're doing. And I listen to you and you listen to me. and, And once we come out of this, I hope we don't forget what happened and that we retain some of the knowledge of slowing down and taking care of each other and being better stewards of the earth and being kinder to each other. Definitely. I know for my end, I always talk about how I want to keep my masks, even if I'm not going to be, like, you know, mandated to wear them anymore, at least knowing that, you know, hey, there was a time when I had to wear a mask and I had, like, the many that the campus gave me when I first got back to campus which was great I love that idea and I love that you know that you guys did that for us as students when we got back to campus um, back in the fall we got bags of basically like a care package we got hand sanitizers and thermometers and all the masks that we got and that was really great planning Um, but kind of like what you were saying you have to find ways to make things as normal as possible even though you know that they're not necessarily normal and like you mentioned before, with Engage and like what, what, what Wayne has been doing, we've still had um, trivia nights and bingos, and we did a Bob Ross night, and you were dressed up as Bob Ross, and that was great to see too. You know, I forgot about that. That was a, a, another just memorable night, and since I'm bald and <laughs> I put on the Bob Ross hairpiece there, I'm telling you, I was starting to sweat pretty hard, Dustin. It was rough. But that was an idea that we floated around. It's like, you know, think we can pull this off we can socially distance and we can do the artwork 
And it was a way to engage with the pub because they were able to, the Wall Street pub, that is. And please, if you get a chance while you're visiting the university, make sure you stop and have a great meal at the Wall Street pub. But they catered appetizers for us, and we had a great night. And, oh, you know, I tried. I thought I could paint something, Destin, but no go. Now we're going to have another one here. Wayne wants me to pick out a portrait. It's going to be rough. Um, but we're also going to do a couple other special things. We're going to do a birdhouse event, painting birdhouses. We're going to do a charcoal night, which will be really cool for those folks that like that medium. But Wayne just went over, I think he, he listed 30 different events that we've got over the next 50 days. And from the different paint and sip nights that we're going to do, from all the athletic events that we have, my goodness, it's it's long and it's deep and it's just awesome and it's something for everybody and probably the biggest thing that i'm excited about here and you got to be there because i'm going to take pictures of you brace yourself we're doing the goat yoga my friend (laughs) yes we are goat yoga ladies and gentlemen if you do regular yoga we're kicking it up a notch here partnering with a firm where they actually bring Uh live goats into the goat yoga experience walk on your back on your legs. Can you imagine? Yeah. Blissful. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to sell some merch, I guess, too, so that'll be Mm -hmm. awesome also. So you have to be creative, and you have to find different ways of doing things. For me, it's totally unacceptable to just say, well, there's nothing I can do about this. The heck with that. If we put our minds together as human beings and do things, we can do physical distancing. We can wear our mask, but we can still be engaged with each other and do the things that make us human beings. Um, yeah, it's hard at times, and it's not what we're used to, but doggone it, we got to try. And it helps when, you know, like we've seen the change from last semester to this semester, certain areas here on campus have a lot more capacities than there once were before, and that helps out a lot too. Yeah, we have been able to relax some standards here, especially to help everyone's mental health. Um, We're social beings. We need to talk to people. And as long as we do it in a smart fashion, and we'll take care of situations when they crop up here where we'll have reminders to students and then even staff and faculty members too. You know, we're all in this together, and it takes all of us to make this work here. So we're cautiously optimistic, but I think we're doing a lot of good in the community and and the community sees that too um they're very very proud of tiffin university you see a lot of green and gold here in tiffin ohio and that makes me very happy because we're doing the hard work we are a university like i said where we roll up our sleeves we're going to get it done and we're going to make it better we're going to challenge some conventional wisdom here at times and we're going to make it better and make you guys into these wonderful servant leaders that you deserve to be and grow you out into the world and let you do good things. So We're going to start getting ready to wrap up uh, this interview. But before, um, first of all, I'd like to thank you for everything that you do on this campus and everything that you've done for not just myself, but the student body as a whole. And that's, you know, I can't thank you enough for that. And actually, I'd like to touch back last semester of all the things that you've done here with us in this college, 
um, it's great to see that you actually get recognized for the things that you've done. And we had a day where we basically recognized you. We had your face on a T-shirt that we got and got to hang out with you that day. And that was just a great time. And it was all just to thank you for all the work that you've done and all the hard work that you've basically done for all of us here. Well, I appreciate that. And that was a special day. It really was. And I still get a little bit of a chills with that. I'll see people at Walmart or Kroger with the, <laughs> the Dean Hurdlick shirt on and I got to stop and pause for a second. And I mean, that's not how I'm wired, but what it was good about that day was it brought in some much needed resources to the school through NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and through our own faculty and staff members with, with Julie Richards and, and Amy Spell and Savannah and Wendy. It was great. And we had the food trucks there that day, and we were able to pause and talk and have some fun and and just bring some awareness, too, uh, for the mental illness that just all over. Um, it, it knows no boundaries. It knows no race, creed, color, monetary income, height, weight, gender. Um, it can strike at any time. So that was a special day. It really was. And so I, I appreciate that very much. And um, I'm here to serve. And, and that's my whole role. I, I love that. And, and hopefully we just continue doing good things. But it's all about our students. You guys make this place, and I'm just along for the ride and love every minute of it. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Fort Collective Podcast. I would like to thank Michael Herlick for taking the time to speak to us. Also, the Tiffin University Music Department for making this possible. But most importantly, you, the listeners. My name is Dustin Pfeiffer, and as always, have fun, stay safe, and always remember that even the biggest dreams can still come true. And I'll see you back here next time.